to share today and to me to share from this pulpit. I don't know if all of you know, but Pastor Dern and I have been friends for a number of years. We have lunch together once a month, and we share that with another pastor. And it's just been a great fellowship. And I want you to know how fortunate you are to have such a fine pastor leading your congregation. Really. And one of the things that always troubles me is that I'm twice as old as Pastor Dern, and I still learn a lot from him. <laughs> he has a lot of wisdom, and I appreciate his prayers. Also, he is technologically savvy, and uh, he has two cell phones, at least, if not three. And so sometimes when we're having lunch, I'm going to share a little bit here, he gets, sounds go off, and... Anyway, he has an iPad. And I know a pastor shouldn't be envious. I know a pastor really shouldn't be envious, but covenant, covenant, yes, I'm bringing a commandment. But I want you to know the new iPad is coming out, and I'm going to get one of those. So when we have lunch, I'll have my iPad. Last week when he was in the pulpit... I was watching. He just touches his little iPad, and he scrolls down. I got paper. (laughs) And I have to have this all out here, and he just very gently, inobtrusively touched that sermon pad. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Let us have a word of prayer before we expound on God's word. Lord God, we do thank you for this opportunity to be here in this place. We thank you for the word of the Lord from your son, Jesus Christ, who spoke to a crowd on a hillside. And now you speak those words again to us this day. And may they have message and meaning for us. And if we hear them and do them, they become the living word of God. Amen. The other thing I like about this pulpit, you can move around. In, in ours, you're stuck in one place. I may wander today. This might be fun. During my junior year of college, I had the opportunity to study at the University of Salzburg in Salzburg, Austria. It was a wonderful opportunity for a then 19-year-old college student. And during my stay there, I had the chance to travel throughout Europe. And I saw some of the most beautiful art and some of the most wonderful architecture ever seen in the world. One of the highlights of my trip was the opportunity to go to Italy and to go to the city of Rome to see the wonderful art and the beautiful architecture. I went to St. Peter's Basilica at the Vatican. I saw the lovely Sistine Chapel. And I saw the amazing construction of the Roman Forum. But I had a goal when I went to Italy. I wanted to go to the cathedral in a small town called Pisa. I wanted to see the bell tower there. I'll never forget the day I was there. It was a sunshiny day, beautiful blue sky. And I climbed the steps of that tower. Up, 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 187 feet. To the very top. And then I walked out and I walked around the tower 
What a beautiful, breathtaking sight it was. But there was a slight problem. When you walked around to one side, you had to be careful because the building leans. We know it as the Leaning Tower of Pisa, 18 feet off center. It was amazing that when they built this building, the foundation was too shallow. The builders learned that if you're going to build a building properly, you have to build the right foundation. Foundations are critical to building. Foundations are critical. When you build the tallest tower in the world, the Burj Tower in Dubai, the tallest skyscraper. Foundations are critical when you build the Sears Tower in Chicago. Foundations are critical when you build the Bank of America Tower in New York City. Foundations are critical when you build the Renaissance Tower in the city of Dallas, Texas. Foundations are critical when we build a public building. Foundations are critical when we build a school, when we build a hospital, and when we build a house. Foundations are critical when we build a house. Tomorrow... A number of us from First Baptist Church will board a bus and go to Chicago where we will fly to Israel. It is a spiritual pilgrimage for us. And in a few days we will stand on a hillside that overlooks the Sea of Galilee. We will stand on that hillside where Jesus fed thousands of people. We will stand on that hillside where Jesus taught His disciples in a crowd. We will stand on that hillside where Jesus delivered a famous sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. And in that sermon, He told us to do unto others as we would like to have others do unto us. If someone strikes you on one cheek, you offer the other. And on that hillside, He concluded the sermon with a story. It is interesting to me that He finished this sermon with a parable that we know deals with two builders. A wise builder... And a foolish builder. And he warns us that we need to be not only hearers of God's Word, but doers of God's Word. We must not only be hearers, but doers of God's Word. He tells us about two builders. Now, they probably had the same hope, the same dream, that same idea, perhaps the same floor plan, the same blueprint. The houses probably look the same. If you're inside, you probably see the same floor plan. And from the outside, they probably look the same. But there was one critical difference in these two houses. A critical difference. One had a foundation on rock. One on shifting sand. And Jesus said, you must build your house on rock instead of sand. Jesus knew about building. Yeah? Wasn't he a carpenter? He knew about hammers. He knew about tapes. He knew about plumb lines. He knew about building strong foundations. So he tells us that we have to build a strong foundation when we build a house. So he tells us the story of these two builders. And it gives us insight into the way houses were built in Palestine. They built during the dry season. And Palestine is a very arid place. And so what they would do, they would, some would build their houses near a source of water. Sometimes they could not find a well. So they would build near a riverbed, 
the source of water. But sometimes some would go and build upon the rock, but some people would actually build right in the riverbed. But now not close to where the water was. Oh, they were smart enough to know that. They, they built their house maybe 50, 100 yards from where the river would come. But there is a but to this story. Yes. What they learned, that sometimes with the onset of winters, big storms came. Big winds came. Big rains came. And big waters rose. And so the storms came. The winds blew. The rain came falling down. And the water rose. And that water began to rush down the riverbed and hit both of those houses. Both houses made of clay. But Jesus reminds us that the one that was built on the rock withstood the storm. But that house built up on sand, shifting sand, collapsed and fell flat. You see, Jesus is telling us that we're not immune from adversity. Did you notice both houses were hit by the storms? Both houses hit by the winds. Both houses hit by the rain. Both houses hit by the waters. And that's true in our nation, if you think about it. On the West Coast, earthquakes hit the foundations of houses, right? If you're on the East Coast, hurricanes hit the foundations of houses. In the North, floods hit the foundations of houses. And in the South, tornadoes hit the foundations. So Jesus says, if you're going to build your house, if you're going to build a house, build it on rock, the bedrock of Jesus Christ. Now here's the major point of the sermon. You can write this down and you're done. Well, not quite. Jesus makes a point. It's a very clear one. It's a very simple one. It's a very profound one. He says the difference between sand and rock is like the difference between hearing and doing. That's what he's saying. The difference between sand and rock is the difference between hearing and doing. Note when he says the word wise, he uses a Greek word here which means discerning and judicious. When he uses the word for foolish, he uses a word that gets translated moron. No, seriously. Jesus says one is wise and one is a foolish. One is judicious and wise and one is not. Jesus says we are called to be judicious and discerning. So there's a message for us today that I want to share just quickly. Two messages I think that Jesus Christ wants us to share today. The first one is this. That Jesus Christ says we have to build a spiritual house. You and I are called to have a spiritual house. The question is, is what kind of foundation are we going to build? Are we going to build on rock? Or are we going to build on sand? Jesus says you better build your house on rock. When we go to Israel, we're going to go to the rock of Calvary. We're going to go to that hill where Jesus Christ was on a cross, that He bled and died, that God said whoever believes in Him will not die, but will have what? Life everlasting, eternal, abundant life. Jesus says, build your house on the rock of Jesus Christ, and you will withstand any storm. You will withstand any adversity. You will withstand the winds of life. Build your house upon the rock, of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus has another message for us today. Jesus has a message for two churches, Zion Baptist and First Baptist. Jesus has a message for two communities of faith, Zion Baptist and First Baptist. And Jesus has a message for two builders, Zion and First. Two builders to build one house, one house together in the name of Jesus Christ. Even the children got it today, didn't they? We're going to build a house together. I want you to think today about a family. There's a family outside here in Peoria somewhere today who's on a list for Habitat for Humanity. They're waiting for Greg Woyth, the executive director, to give them a call to say you have been selected to receive the house that Zion Baptist and First Baptist are going to build. They have a dream. They have a dream of a house that will shelter, their, shelter them from the storms of life. They have a dream of a house that will shelter them from the strong winds of life. They have a dream of a house that will shelter them from the hard rains that come upon them in life. And they have a dream of a house that will withstand the rushing waters of adversity in their life. They have a dream of a house that they will call home. They have a dream of a house, a house that's built in a neighborhood that's safe for their children. And Jesus Christ calls Zion Baptist and First Baptist two builders to build one house. And we're going to build that house. We're going to build it. And we're going to build it on one foundation, the foundation of Jesus Christ. This is not going to be Zion's church a built house. It's not going to be First Baptist house. It's not going to be Habitat's house. It is Christ's house. It is built upon His foundation. So this morning, I leave us with these words. Jesus Christ calls us to be judicious, to be wise, to be discerning, to be giving, to be loving, to be kind, to be just, and to be merciful. If we do that, God will build a house in the name of Jesus Christ. And this community will know that there is one church, one faith, one Lord. We will be two builders building one house on one foundation, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our Redeemer. And the people said, Amen. We're going to sing a song. The church is one foundation. It seems appropriate as we've been talking about foundations this morning. We're going to sing number three, three, seven, one, two, and four. If there's one, anyone here this morning that has not given his or her life to Jesus Christ and would like to do that, you may do so as we sing this hymn. You may speak to either pastors, any of the pastors this morning. But let us stand and sing. The church is one foundation. Number three, three, seven stands as one two and four.
be seated. Amen. Praise God for his word. Amen. Amen. As one church, as two builders, let us build one house. Um, at this time, um, it's just pressed upon my heart as my friend will be leaving on tomorrow, uh, along with, I think, other members as well, to go to uh, Israel. And I just did, could not uh, uh, list out on the chance for us to send them out with a blessing. Amen. 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 So, um, in, in their own way, if, you, if those who are going, if they just want to stand, if they want to come to the altar, and I'm just, we're just going to, as a church collective, can we just uh, bow our heads together and pray um, for them as they, as they uh, uh, will be going there. We just pray for the safe journey, definitely for our spiritual awakening, let it be a refreshing to their soul, that they can come back and definitely share upon us even how great our love, how great the love is of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. May we bow. Gracious Lord, we just come just thanking you, God, for the desire they have just to learn more about you and to visit, Lord, the land, almighty God, where you sent your blessed son, almighty father. And Lord, we thank you, God, that they're going there, Lord, and we thank you, God, that you will guide their plane there and bring them back safely. And Lord, we ask those to watch over and cover their family, Lord, as they're away from them, O oh God, let everything be well at home, almighty God, and I pray that they will just have peace. That transcends all understanding, guarding their hearts and minds to keep their minds stayed on you, God. That they will have a time of refreshing, a time of reviving, God. That they'll get a fresh word from you, O oh Lord. That they'll have just truly a joy of just seeing how great is your love towards us. That you sent your only begotten son to die on the cross for our sins and for them to walk that same ground that our, our Lord and Savior. Well, Lord, we thank you that we have a God that desired to walk among us and live among us to die for us. And so, Lord, I thank you that they have the opportunity to go and just draw closer unto you. And then, Lord, we also pray that while they're on the way, they might run across someone that they can share the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we lift up the promised land, oh God, as we know turmoil is going on there, but Lord, we know that you are peace. And so, Father, we just ask for your peace to move amongst this place. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus says, don't just be hearers of my word. Be doers. Build your house on the house of rock. Not on the shifting sands of this culture and this world. And may we as two churches build one house on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Celebrating one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Let us build together in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.